howdy neighbor hi <laughs> did you ever watch home improvement yes that's the one with the fence right it's the fence one and the man behind the fence the mysterious man the wizard who guides timothy allen on his journey of self-discovery <laughs> I always I always wished that show were about Wilson because he was so much more engaging and wise. Yeah, he's it's alluded to that he went on like that he's been on so many different adventures, like he's lived with all these different peoples around the world or at least read about them. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's got sort of this sort of Zen, sort of a Zen approach to to all of Tim Allen's. I guess Tim Allen has to be the, the main character because he he's still working. I guess you know, so. he's still working on it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's true. I wonder, like, what would it be like if there was a show that was just like the same plot lines as Home Improvement, but from Wilson's perspective, like he's just mm. going about his day. And then occasionally Tim is like, Wilson, I need an adult <laughs> to explain why I'm a dirty animal. <laughs> and uh, gives some advice. And then Al, you know, then Tim just yells at Al and everyone thinks that's funny for some reason. Yeah. Um, God, that was a bad show. And Tim Allen is a, is a very bad man. <laughs> yeah. Have you realized, do you know like how many, 90s sitcoms men have turned out to be terrible i think is it all of them it might be all of them except matt except leblanc for, i think is fine oh. well he was on a lot of cocaine though wait no, no i'm thinking of the other one ross uh no chandler chandler yes played of course by that guy uh uh, Rufus Wainwright, I think that was, was his name. That was him. That was, was him. him. And his father, Loudon Wainwright, was the dad on Undeclared, the Judd Apatow show following uh, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. What a what a rich family. You I know? know, right? A lot of talent in the Wainwrights. A lot of acting talent. Apparently, Loudon Wainwright was also kind of a bad dude growing up. Oh, for the, no. For his, his kids, Martha and Rufus. <laughs> they both separately wrote, wrote songs about how terrible he is. Um, oh, really? Yeah, but you know, like, um, yeah. Who? I mean, um, what's his name? I mean, Jerry Seinfeld is maybe not terrible, but is. I mean, he was in B movies, so I feel like that's like, depending on your perspective, <laughs> uh, that could go either way. Frazier, yeah. uh, Kelsey Grammer, a very bad man. Um, is he? What's, <laughs> up, what's up? What's the what's the tea on Kelsey He's Grammer? Like, an extreme Republican. <sighs> also, um, to stop him from cheating with his new wife, she made him get a tattoo of her name next to his um, business. And um, so that's a real thing that he did. Do you think, do you think having the name helps? Well, the, the thing is, I think it's like if he is – God, I hope I didn't talk about this in the last episode of this show, too, because I've become <laughs> obsessed with this fact ever since I found out about it. But um, it's to basically, like, if he's having an, a kind of indiscretion, uh, this woman will see this name and he'll have to explain it in some way. Uh, and that's kind of a hard thing to explain oh. away, you know? I, I, yeah, okay. My thing there is, how do you not know Kelsey Grammer's marital status if you're about to fuck Kelsey Grammer? I That's mean, my thing. yeah, I don't know. The internet exists, right? Yeah. Maybe it's, I, it, okay, if I were Kelsey's gra Kelsey Grammer's wife. If you were Kelsey's grandma. If I were Kelsey's grandma, I would make him get a picture of my face tattooed. <laughs> your your his, disapproving like face? Mm. A really, yeah, with a really intense stare. Like a Marsh maybe, Simpson scowl. 
Yeah, and a word bubble that says, don't you do it. Don't, uh-uh. don't, don't you do it. Don't even think about it. No. I mean, yeah, the internet exists. Like, anyone who is going to do that is going to do it anyway. Regard, Like, they've already made their choice. And, like, this name there isn't going to stop them. Maybe. It would be different if they were, like, a nobody. If he were, like, a nobody. But, like, people know who he is. And they know yeah. he's, he's married. I mean, yeah, I figure if you're already riding the Kelsey Grammer train. Jesus, don't, you're, that, don't that, ride that train. That tattoo is not going to get you off, It's a, so to speak. <laughs> well, that's the show, folks. Five minutes, it's a new record. We ended it. It's done out forever. I'm shutting it down <laughs> because we made a Kelsey Grammer sex joke. Um, I, think, I think probably Corey Matthews is not horrible. Uh, uh, I boy, think you're boy probably right. He seems, like a, um, he seems like an okay dude. He's played by um, Ben Savage. Yeah. Who now just looks like... <laughs> he looks so great now because it's just like, if you like content-aware scaled um, young Ben Savage, that's what <laughs> adult Ben Savage looks like. Um, he did... Well... In college, he did intern for Arlen Specter. Mm, uh, interesting. So, uh, who, well, who was a famous flip flopper uh, from D to R and back. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think he's probably, I don't know, that's all that's in there about him. So I think there's not much more. Um, it's um, who no is- news is good news. That's what I have to say. Yeah, I Actually, think that's no, probably the opposite. case. No, no. I, I take that back. No news is bad news because it just means that they have too much power or influence for the victims to come forward, probably. <laughs> for the bodies to be released from yeah. the freezer. Yeah, that was the a classic optimist-pessimist split that I just I just flip-flopped. Glass, o- glass half pee. empty or half full of, uh, of teen blood that he's drinking to keep him young. <laughs> you shouldn't drink teen blood, though. I'm going to say, I know everyone's really excited to, like, halt aging by harvesting the blood of teens but drinking blood is yeah. actually very bad for you um if you drink it in large enough amounts yeah. there's is too it? much iron if you drink too, too much, much iron yeah. in it yeah. it's oh, i mean i guess if you drink too much of anything it's bad for you but the amount of blood you have to drink to get sick is far less than say water um or probably even like alcohol <laughs> um so get it injected right into your veins um uh, follow your doctor's orders on teen blood harvesting uh, use as directed. I, you know, I prefer safe, the you know? less institutionalized version of of teen blood use, which is to have teens strung up in my Iron Maiden, and then I just shower underneath it. It's just really the easiest way, I think, to to get wow. it all straight, over straight your from skin. the source, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I mean, that's the the Elizabeth Bathory special, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bathe in blood. It's ironic that her name that it's ironic that her name is Bathory. And and right? she's all about the showers, the blood showers. Was she? I, did she never take a bath? I don't. I mean, she was known for doing the shower thing. I have to assume. I have huh. to assume if you have enough teen blood, you're you're gonna bathe in it eventually. Elizabeth Showery. <laughs> Maybe she changed her name. Maybe she was like, oh, I don't want it to be too on the nose, so I'm just gonna do yeah. a thing that's not the thing. Um, would you take a bath in blood if someone was like, I have this? blood bath and maybe it will be good for you um you're welcome to take a bath in it would you be like hell yeah or just like 
No. No. Here, here, okay, here's my thing. Here's my Let's thing explain, about bloodbaths. Explain. Yes. About is literal bloodbaths. If I knew, if I knew that all of the blood was consensually donated for the purpose of giving me or a number of people even a bloodbath, yes, I would be course, okay with course. that. Okay, I mean, yeah, I don't no. know. I don't know if I'd still do it. I might... I might dip a toe in and, and see how that feels <laughs> to me morally. Come on in. The plasma's fine. Yeah. Here's the but problem I mean, with blood, though, is that it coagulates. And mm. unless you unless you had some kind of anticoagulant, it's going to be turning into a bathtub full of jelly eventually, <laughs> which is super gross. Uh, as someone who's seen blood I, in, like, containers, it um, it'll do that. It just turns into like blood jello. It's funny you say that because I would bathe in blood jello. <sighs> no, that's I would too do much that over, do over just blood. Yeah. Well, to each what, their what own. Other, what other things would you bathe in? What other? Th- um, let's, let's. This is a new segment. Yeah. Let's. What would, what would you take a bath in? <laughs> the the low end. Okay, I'll give you a softball. Milk. Do you bathe in milk? Okay, I've. I've basically done that because I poured a carton of whole cream into a bath one time. And so I think it was a little less, it was probably like 4% or something like that. Um, Okay. Pretty low. Can I, can I ask you why? Huh? Why? It's like, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, It's good for your skin. Okay. True. It's real protein. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So you would... I would. Full, would you? Full of pure milk. Would you do that? Yes, absolutely. I would. Perfect. It's very. Yeah. It's like this very luxurious image, you know. Yeah. What about? Uh, I'll give you another softball. I feel like this one's obvious. Champagne. Oh, ah, uh, that's actually tough because yeah. I can't drink champagne without wanting to retch. Uh, oh, because when I was in grad school, um, some of my professors had a party in which they bought like 20 bottles of champagne and everyone had to pay part of that cost. And the students and professors paid the same, which was sort of indicative mm. of their whole approach, uh, which yeah. was bad. And I Both drank good. too much mm. champagne and um, almost fell into a hot tub and uh, was very, very ill the next day. So I don't know. I actually haven't tried it in a few years, but um, if I got near the bathtub and I was like, Ugh, then probably hmm. no, but maybe it would be a good way to like overcome my aversion. Yeah, that was a surprise answer. Yeah, I know, right? That's like not yeah. many people are like, I hate champagne. It's the worst. <laughs> but yeah, if you gave me a bottle of Dom Perignon, I'd be like, um, cool. Well, um, I can smash this over someone's head in like a very expensive <laughs> bar fight, I guess. Yeah, I can christen a boat. I can christen a want. boat with like $300 worth of champagne. <laughs> would you do the champagne bath? I would, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I certainly would. I might dunk under a little. Ooh. Get, 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 me, a, get take, me a drink. Take a little sip. Just scoop it up yeah. in your hand. sip yeah. I might do that first and then bathe into oh my it. God. I, can't, I can't assume it would be clean for long. Okay. Yeah, no, I guess not. Um, I tried to do that with the milk um, and it didn't really work. It didn't really taste like milk. Um, mm. I wanted, I want to toss you one. Okay. How about green tea? Oh, uh, I, I would 100% do that. In fact, I would like to, the next time I'm in Japan, I, I hope to go to Hakone and check out their very good 
uh, hot springs because I know they have they have a green tea hot spring. Whoa, yeah. I actually yeah. was just reading about that. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. They also do the wine and sake and coffee ones. I would do coffee. Yeah? Oh, my God. I would do coffee, just black coffee. Um, the smell would be incredible. It would be really good. The only thing I'd be worried about is because I, I, I'm pretty certain you can uh, get caffeine through your skin. <laughs> and so I worry. I guess it could be decaf. It could be decaf coffee. I guess. But yeah, no, it would. You'd get, um, yeah, you'd, you'd get super jacked. <laughs> um, okay. So those are all easy. What about something that's like a little, what's like something a little weirder? Okay. I've, I've got one. Okay. It's jelly beans, but they're all butter popcorn. So we're not even a fluid anymore? No. <laughs> no, I fluids are too easy. don't hate those. No? You, you're a buttered popcorn fan? I, I wouldn't say that I'm a fan. Okay. But I don't hate them. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at image results for weird bath things, and I just saw a piece that was why you should never take baths at a hotel. I've definitely mm. taken baths at motels. Um, mm. Maybe that was unwise of me. But um, no, I would I would do the jelly beans. What's like your least favorite kind of jelly bean? Um, it, for like normal mainstream jelly belly flavors, it might be buttered popcorn. Might be. It might be. It, that that flavor might as well be the dark side of the uh, Harry Potter trick beans for me. Uh-huh. I don't know what the upside is. Is there a buttered toast? Is that one? Uh, this, I think that's some Harry Potter birdies beans shit. Yeah, um, it might be. Anyway, no, I, I don't do not care for it. Okay. Um, okay. That, that's still food though. So that's true. let's that's get true. into and let's let's assume for the more tricky ones that like you'd get something for it, like you'd get some benefit, and it's not just like would you do this horrible thing or not. Um, so what's something gross um, without immediately getting blue? Um, <laughs> without immediately going there. Uh, uh, oh, okay. No, I've got. Well, I've I've kind of got one. Hmm. It's not quite on your prompt, but beet juice. And the the reason why I think this is tricky is because it will definitely stain your skin. Oh, bright pink, which might be a bonus. Hmm. Yeah, that one would be tricky. I'm looking at a YouTube video called People Bathing in Weird Stuff, but it's mostly just people in bathtubs full of Doritos. Um, okay. Which, okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, the dust, <laughs> just the orange dust would be uh, just everywhere. It would just be. It would be worse than sand. It would, it's Dorito dust. You'd just be orange. It'd be super orange. Um, I'm just waiting to see if. Hey, this is someone in a bathtub full of Goosebumps books. Um, hmm. This is grapes. Yeah. See, these are just things and not like liquids. Okay, leaves. It, I think it ha- it has to be if it's a thing it has to be small and granular enough yeah, that you, you can still get in. It. That doesn't count. That's okay, nothing. this is this is spaghetti. How about spaghetti? Mm, I might do spaghetti. It could be cool. But what kind of Yeah, I feel like those noodles would be pretty pretty satisfying to slip around Ooh, in. just like 
just like slipping yeah. and sliding around. I'm just, I'm imagining putting my hands in it, and just like pulling up fistfuls of soggy spaghetti. <laughs> Did this just become a fetish? Uh, I- no, it's just asthma. Okay, but okay. let's move <laughs> off the bathtub thing and just like okay. consider one more, one more scenario. If you could fill a swimming pool with anything and then jump into mm. it, what would you, what would you pick? My, my instinct, and I can't really pinpoint why, is cake. Cake. Just bake. Lots of cake. Bake a giant yeah. cake or just throw tons of cake in. Yeah. I think, yeah, lots of little cakes. Okay. Of different flavors. And when you jump in, it's sort of like, it's sort of like jumping on a really bouncy mattress. That's the image I have. Ooh. Uh, except that you, you. You belly flop in and you get a mouthful of cake and then you bounce up and you bounce down again and you get another mouthful of cake. And that first cake bite was like chocolate, but this cake bite is like really good carrot cake. This is what I'm picturing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I can sort of see that. That's like, that's cool. Um, I did just see someone in a bathroom full of Pepsi. Um, Mm. Like loose Pepsi or Pepsi cake? No, just like loose like poured <laughs> full of Pepsi. Um, what would your what would your swimming pool be full of? I think I just got to go classic uh, Jello. I just want to know what that would be mm. like, and it would be so cool for like five minutes, and then it would be like disgusting. Um, also, I do want to fill a, a pool sometime with that like um, cornstarch water kind of mix, which like becomes like what's that? There's like a name for it, that kind of fluid where like if you apply force to it it like immediately hardens oh so it's like if you fill if you fill a pool full of this stuff you can run across it um but then if you just like stand in it without moving you'll sink in Hmm. um let me just look it up because i don't want people to be in my mentions about this uh because i I, yeah I, i used to do it as a kid it's called oobleck okay okay i'm not familiar with it's like sometimes it's like partly a liquid partly a solid um but yeah i know it's it's very cool we should do a science experiment yeah yeah sounds good my my only my concern with jelly or jello in a pool is sort of relative to that in that i i would be worried that i would be like like swimming or kind of cutting through it and then i would get under the surface and then I wouldn't be able to make it back to the top mm, of the surface. Yeah. Like it'd be so dense and thick once you slip under. That's just it. Yeah, then you're done. Yeah. And then the coroners have to fish you out of your swimming pool full of jello. And that's that's who you are for the rest of history. Yeah. Ugh. The jello person. Yeah. Ugh. Or flubber. Flubber is cool too. That'd be cool. It'd be kind of like a trampoline. Yeah. I, yeah. Wait, flubber is real? What What have you Googled? Flubber. It's real. I mean, it's not real like in the movie, I guess, but it's like you just, it's made with some kind of, oh, it's just like slime, I think. Okay. Yeah. It's just slime. It's so weird how slime became like a thing. Again, like it was a thing in like the 80s and 90s on like Nickelodeon shows and then it just became a thing like a few years ago again of just like people making slime. Oh yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. And, like Instagram and stuff. Very weird. So good. Um it is weird and I like it. Do you know what slime is called in the UK? Uh 
Um, oh, let me think of what it like like rubbies. Sorry, what was something that? like that? Rubbies because it's like rubber. Yeah, you know, like rubbies. Uh, no. Get get me a pint of rubbies. Uh, it's a rainy afternoon. No, no, I'm I'm afraid not. Um, mm. it, it was called Gunge. Oh, that's horrible. It's the worst. That's really it bad. It sounds that's, so bad. That sounds like something you can't say on TV before 10 p.m. It sounds like, yeah, it does sound like you can't say that on television. Um, there's also a, one of my favorite Wikipedia articles is just Nickelodeon toys. And it's just like all of the kinds of like ooze and and like gack and like phloem and smud and squand that they made. <laughs> Horrible. All of those words you just said are awful. <laughs> Squand, gack, phloem. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like that's a part. I, I didn't have Nickelodeon growing up because we lived too far into the forest to get cable or satellite <laughs> or anything. And slime. There was, the slime didn't like creep into the forest that far? No, it really, it didn't. I just didn't have, Nickelodeon is not a thing I have any cultural touchstones mm. for. See, I grew up in Canada, and so we I had a very limited access to it. Um, we did have some shows that were sort of brought on to Canadian TV, but I remember distinctly going to Disney World when I was a kid, and, like, we were in Florida, and there was at the time this Nickelodeon hotel, and I was, like, so excited about it. Like, obviously, <laughs> I didn't get to stay there, but, like, there was, like, all this Nickelodeon stuff that, like, I was just, like, oh, my God, this is so cool, because, like... You know, in Canada, we were very deprived in that sense. Like, we did have, um, you know, like, the basics of a civilized society. But in terms of, like, entertainment and junk food and stuff, we were very deprived. So, um, you know, coming to the States was always just like, wow, this is the this is the promised land. And also, there was a buttered popcorn-scented version of Gak. Oh, no. Why? Um, Why? Because they're bad. They did... They did some good ones, like vanilla there was ice cream. Scented- there was oh. scented gack, yeah. I mean, it was the 90s. Of course, they made gross-smelling things, like the Earthbound Strategy Guide, like the Scratch and Sniff stuff. It was just... What kind? What this, What was the smell in the Earthbound Scratch and Sniff? I don't know. I would have to, like, look it up. I just remember it being, like, repulsive, like, just, like, the worst smell that you could get onto a piece of paper. It mm-hmm. was just, like, made you want to throw up. And, like, I'm going to have to look up. And I'll post in the show notes, like, whatever I find. I'm sure some people have described what it actually was. I'm sure there was, like, a Kotaku piece, like, five years ago (laughs) on, like, here's the chemical compound of that scent. I wonder if you can get that as a perfume because that would be horrible and amazing. That's a – I feel like scratch and sniff, they they always smelled like the thing they said they were going to. But then there was also that kind of chemically scratch and sniff smell along with it. Yes, I actually love that. Yeah? Yeah. Do you think modern scratch and sniff technology has advanced so that the smells are like more pure? I don't know. I I haven't really seen modern. I don't know if scratch and sniff technology still exists. I think it was lost. So it definitely does. I I have I have as a modern woman purchased scratch and sniff (sighs) stickers, but I never scratched them because I would put them on postcards and letters and send them away. Mm. I, I never actually gave myself the satisfaction of the scratch and the sniff. What have, what have I been doing? 
I don't what know. What are they doing? You really, you really fucked us, fucked this one up, Merritt. Yeah. So there is apparently a contest on the cards that have the smell on them, uh, which if you would like to buy them now, they cost seventy dollars. Um, <laughs> I guess it, they do come with the game, but that's which is not bad for Earthbound. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they all had scratch and sniff things, and there is one called Identismell, and you basically had to describe what the smell was. And then send it into Nintendo. And if you won, hmm. you got an Earthbound air freshener. Gross. Yeah. Can I, you know what I think? I think they made a bunch of chemical smells, couldn't decide what they smelled like, and they were like, "Well, we'll just we'll get people to tell us what it smells like. <laughs> let's let's just make some yeah. sense and see what people say they are, and then that's what they'll be." I mean, smell like. Scent and taste technology is so weird because there's so many just like invented weird things that like aren't real. Like blue raspberry isn't a real thing. And like you can make all mm. kinds of tastes, but most of them are repellent to people because they're too unfamiliar. Mm. Um, it's yeah, super I interesting. Used, I used uh, some hand soap the other day and I made a note of it because it smelled good. But the description of what it was was sweet water. And that's nothing. Sweet water isn't a thing. Huh. And it, what, it, I, and like, if you ask me what it smells like, I, I would say, I don't know, good. Good, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It smelled, it smelled nice. That's so frustrating. What, what was it? It was just weird. It's weird to me that we, that because of capitalism, we have all these additional layers between scents and smells and what we name scents and smells. I remember I, I had, I have a friend who, collects more or less vintage cookbooks and he had one that was for Kikoman's soy sauce mm -hmm. and it was published in like the 80s and I was flipping through it and I was reading the description and they were talking about a fifth taste and it, based on the description I realized oh they're describing what we now call umami mm -hmm. but he doesn't call it that because it didn't have a name yet he was trying to describe this unspecific rich taste of like satisfaction but there wasn't a word for it so it mm -hmm. didn't really exist as something we can acknowledge that's crazy i mean yeah it turns out that our experiences of of reality are shaped by language um it's like fucking wild you know yes it is it's truly truly outrageous just like gem um it's so frustrating too like when like your experience that you had when you're like i love the smell but I don't know what it is because there are definitely scents like that that I really love and I can't place them and I'll like never be able to figure out like what they are. And I only ever think of them when I happen to chance upon them somewhere. Um, mm. Like maybe it's like some cleaner that they used in like a in an apartment building one time like years ago. And I sometimes stumble upon that again, but like <laughs> I can't like write it down you know because i don't have the language um and some people do and i've tried to develop that a little bit by getting into perfume but it's really hard yeah every i, I used to work at one of those sort of health food stores the, the kind of place you'd buy homeopathics at uh-huh and anytime i'm in one of those stores or any any store that sells like bulk herbs 
or it, one of those sort of crunchy hippie kind of stores, they all smell exactly alike because they all use the same seventh generation, all natural <laughs> <laughs> essential oil cleaners. And every time I step in one, I'm like, oh, I'm back again. I'm back here again. This is where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so weird to to think about how we develop the language for those sorts of things. And the only the only real way of doing that is to smell a lot of things and mm-hmm. learn what other people have decided what those smells are and then to be able to communicate that. But even then, it's like, if you don't know what seventh genera- generation lemon verbena floor polisher smells like... <laughs> Then you'll get you'll get a sense of lemon verbena, but you won't get the exact sense of what that smell is. Mm-hmm. And that's I I just wish I wish the English language had a better developed set of words to describe scents and smells. That's what I want, Merit. Yeah, I mean, God, it's because we don't privilege scent in this culture, or generally, like I, it's been a long time since I read this so like I'm not sure what the origin of like this kind of theory is but I have read things in grad school that basically argue that sight is like the privileged mode of experiencing the world um, in western like rational and purist societies because it's seen to be more objective than like sound or smell or taste because you can turn sight off um, really easily just by like closing your eyes, you can't really block out scent or hearing the same way. Like you can block your ears and your nose, but like, it's not so simple and like, it's just pervasive and like seeps into you. Um, so it's like sight is coded as like masculine and objective and like other senses are coded as like feminine and subjective and unreliable. Hmm. So yeah, I think that's why we don't have better language for well, we know why we it's harder to describe sense and things because you could imagine a society that was like very very big on sense right and had like elaborate language that everyone knew to describe this stuff um but that's not us it's a shame i don't really know what to do about altering that and that's the thing is like the the only way it seems like those words enter our lexicon is when companies decide that blue raspberry exists <laughs> or or fruit punch or something along those lines and now and now we have a word for it but it's a word that was created to sell a product and it is therefore very much a controlled word and controlled experience yeah yeah that's why it's wow so weird it's no good no good can't believe we got here from from what's in your bath yeah it's funny because we also sometimes have a segment called what's in your bag um (laughs) which is very similar it's like pretty spot on uh, in terms of titles a lot of crossover potential a lot of crossover do you want to do that one too while we're on this while we're on a roll sure but i think it's probably going to be pretty boring well it's what you make of it you know okay that's fair first of all what kind of bag I have a red vegan leather bag that I purchased uh, at Victoria Island in Canada. Oh, uh, lovely. I've been there. About, about two, I think year, two years ago, I think maybe a year and a half. Uh, I went over because I was living in Seattle and it was really easy. You mm-hmm. could just take a ferry on up to the island and hang out. And it was beautiful. It's very cute. And it's full of old tourists and, uh, or not yeah. old people and tourists. 
Sorry. <laughs> and um, old tourists. And old tourists, some. Uh, yeah, I only ever went up there once, but um, it was cute. I'm carefully pulling everything out. It's pretty boring. You don't have that to say makes... everything. You can no, just I'm say gonna the say everything. Okay. Enumerate I've, it. I've got some pink earbuds. I've got a pin. It is a Sarasa pin. I purchased them special online because it's my favorite pin. <laughs> got my keys. Got a couple of uh, hair ornaments. Things things to keep my bangs out of the way. Fascinators. Yeah, yeah, just super highly detailed feathered uh, sequined fascinators. No, <laughs> it's bur- I can't remember the word for them. Not barrettes. Help me, Merritt. Yeah, that's a thing. It, but that's not what they are. Oh, I they don't are. know. They're the ones you just slide in. Those are uh, fascinators, aren't they? No, fascinators like a fancy headpiece. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> I thought that's what we were talking about. No. No, I've got those things that you just slide in your hair and it keeps your hair in place. Uh, Bobby Penn. That is Bobby Penn. Yes, Robert Penn. Uh, I've got a <laughs> lip gloss that is so worn, I don't know what the company is wow. or what what flavor it is. It's just it's just pieces. It's pizza mystery flavor. You have to tell Nintendo and you'll win a prize. <laughs> I think it's blue raspberry. Classy. <laughs> I got my wallet, which is a nice, uh, also fake leather wallet that I got in Paris. And then I've got a copy of George Eliot's The Lifted Veil. Interesting. Interesting. I'm about halfway through. It's short. It's one of George Eliot's, maybe her only, but one of her very few, at least, horror stories. Hmm. Uh, I haven't quite, quite, haven't quite gotten to the horror bit. Halfway but it's through, been huh? very good so far. Yeah, I mean, it's spooky. Okay. It's sinister. The main character has had a vision. He's had a couple visions. Uh-huh. But I don't think it, it's, it's not quite horror okay. quite yet. So it's not we'll a slasher see. book is what you're saying. No, it's no. No, George Eliot, not quite into no. the horror. Okay. You know, not as much as I'd hoped. Well, what can you do? So it's just not, I just don't have a lot. I try not to keep many things in my purse because I have to carry that purse everywhere Mm -hmm. and I don't want to have to carry around a bunch of bullshit. Do you carry your video game console in your bag? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I carry my Switch around. Uh, I'm not actively playing any games right now. I was just thinking tonight that I need to purchase a new game and that, that way I'll have a good reason to keep my Switch on me. Well, but, you know what you should do if you're not playing any games right now. What should I do, Merritt? You should put it on the cradle in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that I am really like playing a lot of games right now, but uh, I did. No? I did see that Isabel, the beautiful, perfect, yeah. amazing dog from Animal Crossing, is in the new Smash Brothers, and I am on one hand very excited, and on the other hand. I don't think I could ever bear to see her get attacked by anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, she's perfect. I would die for her. No one is allowed to hurt her. That's sort of the feeling around Polygon as well, especially with uh, Allegra Frank, who has vowed. Yeah. We, vowed never to hurt sweet, yeah. sweet Isabel. Well, I don't even want to play her then because <laughs> other people could hurt her. Horrible. I mean, I, I am curious to see... <laughs> Because it, it's kind of a violent game by definition. I'm curious to see how they animate Isabel 
really pound him down. Well, <laughs> okay. Because yeah. that, well, I mean, you don't have to see the game to do that. There, You can go <laughs> online. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I think there's going to be a lot of mind games in competitive play where uh, someone's going to be like, you know, she's going to be like top tier because people are just going to be like, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I can't hurt her. Perfect. I mean, sh- I think she'll always throw the first punch and yeah. that'll be a big, a big asset to playing her. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. But I mean, you know, people, people have gotten over hurting sweet Kirby. Kirby's fine, but he can take a He's that's a true. magical creature that's just like made out of flubber. Isabel is a real dog with would feelings. You, would you get into a bath, a bath full of Kirby? Full of whatever Kirby is made of. That just feels like an invitation to like be bored. And mm. I don't like what mm. happens. To- Answer the question. <laughs> no. I mean, yes, obviously, <laughs> but no, but yes. But that raises a good point. What happens? to things that Kirby eats are they just gone are they dead like if he if he like consumes their power then like what I'm thinking happens is like they're broken down and he like absorbs their essence and then he's them like he's he's you know it's like eating their heart he's got their courage now Mm. but if he just like spits them back out or if he just like like swallows them they're just like gone right I I don't know why, but I always kind of assumed that they were like teleported. They're sent to another dimension. Yeah, like they're just like there's another island in another world. The Shadow Realm. That's just full of Kirby exiles. That's an interesting concept that I'd like to see explored in a Nintendo game and obviously never will be. But um yeah. But then sometimes he can suck them up and then spit them out as a star and then they just explode when they hit something. Mm. See, I mean, if anything, I think that just supports maybe maybe the portal that's in Kirby's uh, preposterous guts is moving. So sometimes it, the the person will drop out onto an island, but sometimes there's just a star there, and he just has to he just has to send that star on through. Interesting, interesting. I do like the idea that they're all living that all the Waddle Dees are living somewhere. Um, just like in this increasingly crowded weird <laughs> little planet and one day they're all just gonna like figure out a way to come back and just all like just start like a war against kirby oh no yeah i mean maybe that's what happened maybe that's what happened at the start that's what the in media rests of every single kirby game <gasps> maybe you know kirby games are funny because like they're like oh haha kirby is a fun fun boy who eats lots of food and flies around and uh, has little cute adventures. And then like by the end of the game, except for like the first one where it's just DDD, I think later on, it's like, Oh, here's the personification of the void. Who's coming to erase all life from the universe. So Kirby, (laughs) you better, uh, better suck up some stars and spit them at his face. Like it gets just real dark. (laughs) I guess. I always just, you know, Kirby's just always been my cute little pink friend. He is my friend. He is my son. Um, but 
he can take, yeah, he's like used to, he's in games where he gets hurt all the time and all that happens is it plays a little ditty and he flies off the screen. But Isabel, I just, I'm worried about her, you know? I think that's fair. You know, it's good to, it's good to care and worry about your, your good animal friends. Yeah. Is what, what, so I've, I've only barely played any Animal Crossing games. What is, who is Isabel in the context of those games? Okay. So she first appears in New Leaf, uh, which is for the 3DS. It came out like five years ago, I think. Um, So you, in New Leaf, you move into this new town and you become the mayor. And Isabel is like your assistant who like helps you do everything and like runs this, like helps run the town for you and like tells you how to build stuff and do all these things. And she is like the sweetest, most perfect dog animal friend in the world. And um, I think she's maybe been in some other games since then. I don't, I haven't really followed Animal Crossing since then. Hmm. But yeah, there's like no fighting or anything. She's just like helping you and is just like running the town for you and like doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Hmm. Well, I'm glad she's in the spotlight. You know? Yeah, that's something. She's getting her due. Yeah. She's got probably got a lot of suppressed rage. That's true. The mayor's dead. Yeah. Just yeah. digging up holes everywhere, trying to find gyroids. Yeah. Just trying to, to exhaust herself so she can finally sleep at just night. Just let her sleep. Ugh. Let Isabel sleep, please. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. Let her sleep. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, bring that, bring that switch out. What that switch do though? <laughs> what that switch do? I've been putting off purchasing Breath of the Wild, but it feels like it might be time to purchase Breath of the Wild. It might be time to purchase the Elfman's Adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just talking about Zelda today with uh, with Eric, our other roommate. Which I guess I've sort of pulled the curtain back at this point. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we were talking about all the Zeldas and all the fun times we've had with all the Zeldas. And, um, Mm. you know, this is kind of a trite question, but you are a video game person. So I am required to ask something like, what's your favorite video game, but what's your Mm. favorite Zelda game? Link's Awakening. Very good choice. Yeah. It was, it was my first Zelda game. Oh, you never forget your first. Right. My sister had a Game Boy. And so I would, when she got bored of it, eventually I inherited it and, and played through and Link's Awakening was, I mean, it's still a great game. I still go back and play it every once in a while because it's just a very well made, perfectly paced game. Yeah. And also it's like the closest to Twin Peaks Zelda's ever gotten. <laughs> like, it's just weird as fuck. Like there's just all yeah. this shit happening like it's very very good it's like i think the most different in tone from all of them next to majora's mask Mm. um but yeah it's it's definitely up there for me i think there's like should be some kind of i'm sure buzzfeed has some survey on this that like tell us your favorite zelda game and we'll tell you what kind of personality you have What do, I, I'm not going to Google that. Could you just tell me? I think what for, you think it for means? Link's Awakening, it means you appreciate. You're able to like. I think it means you're imaginative because you're able to like enjoy a sort of like more um, subtle, less flashy kind of experience. And you're also very into non-traditional 
non-traditional narratives because it's not really a, a traditional Zelda game of like beat the big evil guy. It's more like what's going on. So like inquisitive, imaginative, um, playful, all those, you know, those kinds of things. I think that's, that's the Link's Awakening uh, personality type. That was really beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. What, uh, what's the, what's the, what's your favorite Zelda? Well, mine is Link to the Past because it was also my mm. first. And I think mm. that is pr- a pretty, I would say that is probably the second most common answer at this point. Um, maybe the third now that Breath of the Wild was out, but I think probably mm. still second. I would say Ocarina of Time is probably the most popular. Which is totally fair. Which is fair. Although I think going game. back to it now, it's less if you compare that to like mario 64 i think the latter has aged a lot better graphically because it doesn't have all of these really rough textures to look at (laughs) um but it's still very good obviously but link to the past to me what that is about is i don't know that's more of just like a a sort of like more of like a rational kind of step-by-step sort of brain of like, I need to do these things in this order and I have a list and I'm going to check these things all off. And it's not like the the first Zelda where it's very just like, I'm going to just explore and see what works and what doesn't. It's more just like, I know where I'm going next. How do I get there? It's very practical, you know? Hmm. Uh, It's very, I wouldn't say traditional necessarily, but um, more of like, less of a sort of meandering and more of a directed kind of like, what is the solution to this problem and how do I get there? Um, and that's my take on Link to the Past people. It's nice. Yeah. It's really good. You should, you should write that BuzzFeed quiz and get BuzzFeed to pay you. Well, that or I could just write it for my own website and do it oh, whenever yeah. I want. Write it uh, for the Verve. I'm Let gonna... me know. Link it, link it to me when it's on Verve and I, I, will, I will do it. I will do the quiz. I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to be a quiz or if it's just going to be a, here's what each of the ones say about. I mean, there are so many now, though. There's like 20. Like, if you like Oracle of Seasons, I don't know. Like, (laughs) fuck off. Like, (laughs) I guess. I never played that one. I don't know. (laughs) It's good. Let me just look it up real quick to see if someone's already done this because. uh, That's true. They might have a copyright. We might be in trouble here. I mean, I think there's a lot of like, what Zelda character are you? Mm. Um, That's a way harder question. Yeah. No, I don't think this is a thing. I'm doing it. Hell yeah. By the time this comes out, I think I will have done it. Awesome. Yes. (laughs) Uh, That's the nice thing about having a, being an editor at any time I can speak. Oh, I write about this and I don't get paid (laughs) for it, but it does fill my schedule and I have no one to, I have no <laughs> checks and balances. I can do whatever I want. And I edit myself. So I'm like, that was a great sentence, Merit. And then I like go in the comments and I reply, I'm like, thank you, Merit. I would love, I would love to walk past your room one day and see you sitting in front of a mirror having a meeting with yourself about the quality of your writing. <laughs> <laughs> There's just two chairs and I'm switching back and forth. Yeah. Mona's there. She's just sort of watching. She's just watching it happen. <sighs> yeah. Well, while I have that hilarious image in my head, do you want to move on to the only segment that we do on the show? 
Yes. Aside from the other made up segments that we've done, uh, those don't count. This segment is called Get Wrapped. Get Wrapped. It's a segment about recommendations and the people who give those recommendations. And these are their stories, our stories. And in the end, the real recommendation was the friends we made along the way. Uh, And we opened the treasure chest and there was just a little piece of paper that said friendship on it. You know? I do know. I do know. I was wondering how how far you'd go with that. I could have and I going. found out. Yeah, I found out. Found, we reached the end of, of we the quest. Did. We did that. It, that metaphor just sort of fell off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> that happens sometimes, though. So, recommendations. Do you yeah. want to recommend something? Should I, I recommend something? Do you want to? You recommend something? I have one prepared because I did my homework. <gasps> I was trying to think of what yes. a good recommendation would be given the time of year going into Halloween. Some of us celebrate it all year round, but if you're somebody who's weak in heart and only celebrate Every day this time is Halloween, year, according yeah. to that band. I want, I want to, to say ministry. Rec- Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I want to recommend the work of Anna Lily Amirpour. She did A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And if you follow me on Twitter, that's the mm. header I currently have and have had since I saw that movie because it's a, just a fucking brilliant movie. And uh, all of her work is absolutely, I mean, she hasn't done a lot. So she's done A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which is like a spaghetti Western vampire movie, Mm -hmm. Iranian vampire Mm -hmm. movie. And it's spectacular. It's so visually stimulating and it's so weird and it's really wonderful. It made me want to skateboard a lot. I never (laughs) did, but it it made me want to learn how to skateboard. Yeah. Uh, and she also did uh, a more recent movie called The Bad Batch, which got highly mixed reviews. Okay. But which I loved because it's very good and weird. Her her her, her style is very, really fascinatingly composed cinematography and really bizarre, interesting stories that never go where you think they're going to go, but are always very satisfying. Uh, she also d- directed an episode of Legion, which is just mm. a, a, another also very good show. So this is my way of recommending three things. And it's A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, The Bad Batch, and Legion. Cool. Yeah. What do you recommend? Oh, what do I recommend? I had something for this. Uh, yeah, I'm going to recommend something that's... Um, a little it's not media it's like a little uh mundane i guess um but what it is is uh like ginger pills for motion sickness because ginger is really good for settling your stomach and what i used to do whenever i remembered that i had motion sickness which like i get it pretty frequently in cars in the city um or buses and I just have a weak stomach generally. So I'll like, I would buy like candy ginger. But the problem with that is that it's candy. So I would Mm -hmm. eat it. Um, And what I found is that you can just buy pills that are just like crushed up ginger. Oh. And um, because they're just ginger, like there's like, you know, different brands. um, But because they're just ginger and not like a 
you know, something that um, make, basically makes you fall asleep in order to make you less drowsy or less uh, less sick, they don't make you drowsy because they're just just ginger. It's just ginger. Um, that sounds great. Yeah. No, it's it's cool. I just started carrying them around with me. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like been it's been really good because boy, do I ever, my stomach just sometimes is like, no, we don't want to mm. be here. We want to be three feet behind where we are right now mm. um, for just the next little while. But uh, do yeah. you ever get that when you watch movies or play games or is it just like on, on no, buses? No, and- no, I don't. Mm. I've never been one of those people. But um, I mean, sometimes in very rare occasions in games, I'll get like kind of a bad feeling it's not like so much a nauseous feeling as it is just like a anxious or like vertiginous feeling and the only mm. game that i can remember off the top of my head that i feel that way about is super mario galaxy um because it's not like you're just falling when you fall in that game for people who haven't played it you're not just like falling down a hole like in mario games because it's three-dimensional and you're running around these little planetoids um, and when you fall, typically you fall in, like you fall off the planet, but you fall like into a black hole basically. And the sort of camera angles and the sense of just like falling into space and all those things kind of conspire to make me feel like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like I just can't look at it. Um, even though I love those games, but it's like, yeah. Do you ever have that with, uh, with games or anything like first person games. I know a lot of people get that. I almost never when I'm playing, but if I'm watching somebody else play, Mm. I think there's a a disconnect between seeing the actions and not being in control of them. Ah, I don't do, I don't do very well. And, and sometimes on movies, the only movie that's ever really made me noticeably motion sick is uh, Cloverfield. Huh? For, for obvious reasons. I will say that, that one Mission Impossible movie where he's climbing the side of the Burj Dubai did make mm. me very anxious and like triggered my fear of heights um, oh, no. because it was very much like, oh, that's Tom Cruise climbing on the outside of this building. I am uh, going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that nauseous note, I think that basically brings us to the end of the show okay yeah thank you for coming on yeah thank you for having me yeah well you know it's like um you know i know it's like a really long distance so sometimes the call (laughs) can cut out a little and uh it's really funny that we're in we're like 12 feet away from each other and yet we're connecting to the world wide web to talk over like i could yell I could yell right now, not even just the mic like this. You can probably hear me. I can. I can absolutely hear you. I can so, hear you better outside of my headphones than on my headphones <laughs> when you do that. Well, <laughs> the nice part is about that weird. is, is I, I always get a little preview the next episode of Woodland Secrets. I can. <laughs> I get like. I get like fifty percent. Yeah. <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> it it really helps build I, up uh, my, my hype. Yeah, I also get half of. Your Animorphs show. And on that <laughs> note, do you want to tell people about that show? Yeah. So my friend Brent and I are reading every single Animorph book, including all of the extras, uh, Megamorphs and whatnot. And uh, every week we release a new episode where we talk over 
Uh, and it's a lot of discussion about whether the book was good or not, because we're in the ghostwritten section, which vary mm. widely in quality. Uh, and just talking through like the mythology um, and making a lot of dumb jokes, dumb, great jokes. And you should definitely listen. I will say that the best thing that I hear people say about the show is that even if they have never read the Animorphs and do not intend to read the Animorphs, they still really like listening to us. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the show is called Fandalites. Uh, we are at Fandalites if you want to find us on Twitter, or you can just Google Fandalites and we'll we'll pop up. We have the website. Ooh, let me make sure. I'm trying to remember if it's .com or .org. <laughs> uh, we have the website andalitetruth.org if you want to, you know, learn the truth about what's up with the Andalites. Is that a website that's in the series? No, it's a website that we made because in one of the books, um, K.A. Applegate describes the Andalites as basically not having a torso. She describes them as having the a horse's neck and head with arms sticking out of it. Wait. And that's no. that is contrary. No, <laughs> that's, not, that's <laughs> not that's not right. Yeah, so basically all the official fan art is a lie and whatever you think Andalites are, you've been lied to. And this this website will free you from the truth. No, okay, so I'm looking at this now. The torso yeah. is a lie. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not good. No, too, yeah, that looks real good to beefy arms just coming out of the neck right there. Yeah. And there's a bunch of really 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 good fan art oh the majesty no <laughs> i can't i hate this i hate them so much well that one's kind of cute actually um right i know exactly which oh one you're talking about. my god the one that just shortened <laughs> this is the worst why did she <sighs> they have a horse head they're supposed to have a horse head it there's it listen there's a clip there's a we 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 photo or we have wait, a, wait okay a, a, can I read this? Yes. The Andalites. From a distance, you'd think he was a small horse or a deer. He has four hooved feet that flash with amazing speed. His upper body looks like a horse's neck and head, except that when he gets close enough, you see that he has two smaller human-sized arms sticking out. Uh, his head is kind of a triangle. With two huge almond-shaped eyes. Those are his main eyes. There are two extra eyes, each stuck atop a sort of stalk. The stalks stick out of the top of his head and move, pointing the extra eyes in any direction. Okay, wait. Wait, though. Can I say something? Yes. So. It says his four-hoofed feet that flash with amazing speed. Mm -hmm. It says his upper body looks like a horse's neck and head. One interpretation of that is that there is no horse body, that it's just a horse's neck mm. and head on four horse legs. Mm. And then it has a triangle head with two huge almond chip. Can I, um, if, if listeners want to send you their fan art of this, can they do that? Yeah. The, the best way of doing that would be uh, on Twitter. At, at the Jenna, which is me. No underscores or anything. Just at the Jenna. I do like yours, too. This horse looks very severe. Yeah. I made one severe one and one kind of saucy one. I do see that. 
Yeah. I like the saucy one more. He's kind of, uh, he, he looks like he has an agenda. I hate you know? this. Wait, do they have nipples? No, they don't have nipples. They could. You can't really tell. They have hair on them. They could. They could. I will say in one of the most recent books, there's an Andalite that's super, super muscular. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I did hear you talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really captivated. Like, this muscular android who's dying from some degenerative disease but doesn't want to become a Nothlith, which is when you morph into something and then don't change back after two hours, which means you're locked in that forever, doesn't want to do that of another android because that he would be shunned in Andalite society and he wants to die in his beautiful horse body. Yeah, his super beautiful, super muscular, ripped and jacked Andalite body. He refuses to give it up. And I think that's silly, but also I respect it. Well... I respect that you respect that. <laughs> so uh, you already said your your Twitter. Anything else you want to tell folks before we go? No, I think that's everything. Tune, tune into Polygon.com. Yeah, watch the video game website. It is. That's true. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. And I will talk to you later, probably um, next time I see couple, you. A couple seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Secrets is hosted by Mary Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co/support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>